Welcome to the Inside Events Podcast, brought to you by Swapcard. There's no better time to have exclusive conversations with the industry professionals who are reshaping the events industry. We're bringing you inside knowledge from industry leaders. Let's get started with your host, Megan Powers. Hello, hello. I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. If you listen to the Inside Events podcast, you might recognize my voice. Uh, I, I host Swap Cards podcast, which is dedicated entirely to the meetings and events industry. And I've spent about, well, more than 20 years in this space myself. Um, and I've owned a boutique strategic marketing communications agency since 2013. So this session today is going to be a bonus episode of the Inside Events podcast. And I am super happy to talk marketing and introduce to you our two Amazing guests today, Kimberly Car Hardcastle and Yana Lessi. How are you two? Doing well. Excited to be here. Yeah, very excited. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to give the um, brief versions of their bios and then we'll dig right in. All right, so Kimberly Hardcastle is Chief Marketing Strategist of MDG, the leading marketing and public relations agency specializing in B2B events in the United States. Hardcastle and her team provide solutions that increase attendance and exhibitor participation for several of the largest and most successful events in person and online in the country. Jan Alessi is co-founder and director of World Football Summit, an international event that in four years has consolidated itself as a reference for the global football industry. Jan is also the founder of Nexus Fostering Partnership, the company responsible for the development of the World Football Summit. Okay, I'm pumped for this topic because as you know, without marketing, you have no participants, whether the event's online, offline, or a combination of the two, whatever you wanna call it, blended, hybrid, um, all, you know, all of, the, all of the new terminology, right, that we're all, um, using and I'm going to try even though it's a subject of the session I'm going to try to not use the p word. We're we're talking shift today. So the seismic shift that we're all experiencing um it's a great time to have this this discussion. So um all right, we're seeing huge registration numbers for online events because of the current situation and this shift to online is tremendous for those who have accessibility issues, which some of the other sessions have touched on. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the reason that, that um, you know, attendance is up or registrations are up. Whether they attend, I guess, is another um, thing. So we have an opportunity here to cast a wider net. So I, I want um, to talk about how your marketing can reach more people now that um, many of your upcoming events might, might be virtual. Kimberly, do you want to kick us off? Sure. And, you know, I think it's hard to give a, a one-size-fits-all answer here because everybody's events are different. But um, that's why I actually recommend to all of our clients working through a SWOT analysis, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats with particular um, emphasis on the opportunities, those new opportunities that may have opened up because of this global pandemic that we're under. Um, you know, for instance, if we're talking about opening up our events to to more audiences, you know, as we start marketing, we might want to focus less on geographic boundaries that we had put in place when we were just talking about a physical event. Um, maybe we promote heavily to regions that are staying under travel restrictions longer than others. 
maybe we have um, an event that has a big competitor that canceled and, and didn't go online and there's an opportunity there to um, you know serve those audiences. Maybe there's a prospective partner out there that we never considered before. Um, you know, I think there's just a, a lot of ways. There's there's probably segments of your industry that you serve that have been hit harder than others that um, really need your event right now or, or a particular job title, that kind of thing. So I think the key is really starting with strategy when you think about how you want to broaden your audience to see, um, you know, who, who needs you the most and who's going to be the most likely to participate in the digital version of your event. Yeah, great, great points. Jan, what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think also another thing is we're living at the moment such uncertain times um, and, uh, and we are not able to organize our physical events like we used to. But the need for knowledge, uh, for interaction and to, to discuss and engage with, uh, with your audience uh, with potential business partners, with existing business partners, is probably now is greater than ever. Uh, so online events, obviously, they, they, they completely destroy the barriers that we used to have before, which, which were of basically of having to, to travel to an event and all the logistics that was involved with, with traveling to, to an event. So making that, them online basically breaks those barriers. Uh, but the need for event organizers, for us to organize events like we used to is now probably bigger than ever because that need for, for exchange of opinions, uh, that need for knowledge sharing is, uh, is, in my opinion, bigger than ever because there's so much uncertainty in the market and, uh, and we don't know exactly you know, how long this is going to last and where it's going to get us to. No, for sure. And, and, and some of the other sessions have talked about that, the um, things that we, the barriers are, are gone for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who maybe would have loved to attend your event, but um, now that, and now that it's online also, um, or exclusively online, um, they, there's opportunity for them. So where we might lose numbers in some ways, we, we will gain probably in others. That's, that's for sure. Okay. So Again, this has been discussed a little bit, but I haven't really heard a solution just yet. So um, how are events monetized is different between the U.S. and, and other markets. Um, so what are some ways that organizers of virtual events can ensure profitability? Jan, is this something that you have um, begun to tackle as you have, are, um, have really made this big shift with your, with your events? Yeah, well, we are um, we're learning. So okay. actually, well, um, when this pandemic began uh, in, in, well, when it was officially called uh, as a global pandemic by uh, the World Health Organization, I was in Durban and uh, we were about to organize the first edition of, of our event for the African continent. World Football Summit is, um, well, so just so that everybody who's listening knows, uh, we're a, a, a global event focused on the business of football. Uh, our flagship event uh, is celebrated in Madrid. The first edition took place in 2016. And this year we were going to do our fifth edition at the end of September. Uh, since our first edition, we've grown quite a lot and we've taken our, our, our event in different parts of the globe. So um, 
Uh, we've done last year, we did our first Asian edition. And this year uh, we were doing, well, for 2020, we had planned four events. We had our African edition, which was going to take place in Durban, South Africa. We were going to do an event in Istanbul the day before the, the UEFA Champions League final. Uh, we were doing the second edition of our Asian event. And then at the end of September, we were supposed to do our fourth edition of World Football Summit in Madrid. Um, we were five days away of organizing World Football Summit in Africa. And then it was declared a global pandemic. And so, yeah, we were seeing the finish line. And obviously, this situation has completely changed our schemes. So uh, two months ago, we, we were only focused on, on organizing on-site events, physical events. And now, uh, actually only last week, seven days ago, was, was the first time we launched our first online summit, which will now take place uh, from the 6th to the 9th of July. So we are really learning, you know, um, and we don't know exactly uh, how, how, how we're going to organize it or how, how it's going to take place. Uh, what I'm sure of is that the learning curve that we're going to experience organizing our first online summit is going to be huge. No? And probably, you know, the question you're asking me now, uh, I'm going to try and answer it now. But in six months' time, I, I, I might have a completely different answer. No, but right. but I think it's very similar because at the end of the day, what what our users, what the community that we have, what the people who inscribe uh, themselves in an event, what they're looking for is very similar, whether it's uh, an on on site event or whether it's an online event. So, you know, they're seeking for um, excellent content, content, and uh, they're seeking for good business relationships. No, there. So. We're going to finance it in the same ways as we finance our physical events. So it's basically through sponsorships, uh, through selling uh, booths or, or exhibition spaces to companies that want to showcase their products and through ticketing. So we're, we're offering these people a platform. So people are going to pay uh, to access that platform. So, so obviously, I think the... Um, uh, the revenue model for, for, on, for online events is going to be very similar to our physical events. But obviously, I think that maybe the, the prices that we're going to be charging for, for these products are going to be different. Uh, they're going to be, they're, the, prices are, the price range is going to be lower, but so are our costs as event organizers. They're going to be lower, so I think it's going to be 